literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back to Austin Found. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm J.B. Hager. And I'm Michael Barnes. And we have a special guest. Is our iconic Austinites. Icon of icons. <laughs> and, I, Michael, you've known this woman for some time, so I will let you do the introduction of Shannon. It is Shannon Sedwick of Hello. Esther's Follies. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Now, we're going to really start out simple and explain what Esther's Follies is, because we have a lot of new Austinites. Anybody that's been in Austin for any amount of time knows it. I think I went to it my first time in like the mid 80s. Yeah. And uh, and then it's a fun thing to do when I when guests are in town, you want to do something really authentically Austin. Esther's Follies comes up, but I'd rather you two describe it because I'll start out. It's 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 political satire it's humor it's it's sketch comedy yeah and and it's very austin (laughs) well yeah i guess that would i hope so because we have been here (laughs) since 1977 so it has been around for a while but uh, we just started by being a we had a bunch of friends that all did comedy in different variety one had been doing stuff in 1976 called the bite centennial satire and then one group had been uh, out at Winedale Shakespeare doing Shakespeare improvisation if you can believe there is such okay. a thing but yes and they were they were fabulous and then we had a big group that had been in a show called Now the Revolution which had been going at UT until we got thrown off campus and then we went to all kinds of places including uh, Wait, to New was, York this City was, this was a student group of, yeah, yeah 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 and we had done a show that that then went on to uh, New York and played at the Joe Papp Theater so that was really pretty amazing um, I didn't get to do that because I decided it was more important to stay in school fool that I was <laughs> and not go to New York <laughs> and right well look at the, look at the legacy you've built over oh, time. oh I know probably wouldn't but, change a thing would you uh, let's, back, <laughs> let's back up a little bit Shannon where are you from I am from Austin now, but I was born in Los Angeles. Then my father was going to be a big superstar and a cowboy singer, and uh, but he didn't manage that. So we moved back to Fort Worth. So I'm, oh. I grew up in Fort Worth, and then I'm my mother moved to Dallas, and so I visited her a lot in Dallas. She was a newspaper woman, and oh. I, I was admiring the, the way that you could walk around in the newsroom and talk to all the news people and stuff. And so that was my first experience of the statesman back before they wouldn't let you go upstairs well after 9 11 <laughs> yeah uh, everything changed yeah, everything sure. changed sure. Yeah. Uh, shannon used to come to my desk and yeah. chit chat yeah. and, yeah. and just uh, walk off the street and nobody can imagine that now so. <laughs> now were, are, were you more the theater kid or the yeah. the comic kid? i was a theater kid yeah, yeah. no i grew up uh, my mother and father were both involved in the civic theater so I would I was hanging out in the lobby and and down the aisles while they performed. So, and then from Fort Worth to the University of Texas. Yes, is that what got that's you? That's right. Yes. What was 
your experience. So what year was this that you came down? 1968. Okay. <laughs> We've done this qu- quite a few times through the, the, the Austin Found where we just sort of paint a picture of what yeah. Austin was like. What what well, was it like for you? The summer before I went in there, oh, that was when the lady jumped off the, uh, off. there was a woman who, who committed suicide by th- jumping off the tower. Mm. And, uh, and then not very much before that was when the guy was up there shooting people. Yeah. So yeah. sixty six. Yeah. 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 So it was you know, Austin was was exciting, but uh, you know, I was a drama major. So I was gonna just come and be in that drama department and until yeah. I went on to New York or LA, decided which one. And uh, then kind of got a little put down by the lack of things that you could do in the drama department. They wouldn't let you be in things. You had to be in just tech, you know, or props or oh, things like really? that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's oh, interesting. Right. What were you and your friends like? I'm thinking about the time. Were you a bunch of hippies? Yes, we were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hippies. Absolutely. What did we they, lived what was... in a big old house together. Right? And, what neighborhood? Uh, well, it was kind of in that university area just, just to the uh, uh, east mm-hmm. of the main area. So, you know, it was... Just a big old hippie house. Because we've talked in previous episode about how the hippies moved into Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish we could have lived in Hyde Park. <laughs> I love fancy. It. That's where my grandmother lives, so I visited oh. there a lot. But okay. Now she lived to be a ripe old age of 103, and uh, mm. for most of that time she lived right there in wow. Hyde Park. And wow. it's a beautiful place to be. Where was the drama department when you were there? It was where it is now. Oh, really? Yeah. That building, the oh, wow, yeah, yeah. the brick building on mm-hmm. the creek? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I never graduated. We went to, after I went into RTF. I decided that my husband Michael and I were dating at the time, and we we thought, well, we'll just do something fun. We'll go uh, start a restaurant because anybody can do Is that. Is that what you did? A restaurant <laughs> before before uh, we'll get to the beginnings yes. of Esther's Follies well, in a minute. We, well, we, sh- we should say this is Michael Shelton. Yes, Michael Shelton is my partner and husband. Has been for eons but <laughs> he was an architecture major i was a drama major and we both dropped out so we have been doing this for a long time but we decided to do a restaurant and we ran looked around town and found this old x uh, well it had been a, a it was it was called liberty lunch oh, oh really so that was our first place liberty Wait. lunch the music venue was yeah. a restaurant prior? well yes because we didn't we opened it up it had been it was nothing at that time. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. We did there, it. There's, with... there's still this, um, in this, still, and in, in, in now we're in 2022, there's still this love of Liberty Lunch. I know. Like, as but far... most of them are the ones that, for, that love the one that came after us. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, Mark and Jeanette did after what we, we did. My, Michael and I, with two or three other friends, each put in about $200, and we opened up uh, what, a what New Orleans-style food place. That was my next question. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Well, we should also say where it was. On 2nd Street? Yeah. West 2nd Street between uh, Guadalupe and mm-hmm. what's on the other side? Probably San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, was, mm. it was right there, right by where Lambert's is. Lambert's is that oh, block. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. On that wow. side of the block. It wow. is no longer there because <laughs> the city council is there instead. That's, it was on that block. And, uh-huh. yeah. and okay. we had we had been taken over. The city council just said, uh, well, we, you can be here until until we're going to build. 
And so that was at least eight years because mm. they just take so long so, to do anything. <laughs> so how long were you in the restaurant business? Beyond that, I was in it quite a bit. Oh, because, even while you had started. Yeah. Well, uh, we did we did Liberty Lunch and then we uh, went up and, and did a place called, oh God, my mind is not going <laughs> to help me with names, but uh, we did one on West 2nd and then on West 6th, uh, the Buffalo Grill. Okay. Which was a little... And then we did the tavern at 12th and Lamar. Oh, my god! And now we have the tavern again, so it's kind of oh, a really? full circle. Yes. I didn't know you were doing the tavern yeah. again. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll have to bring you and do a whole show in October about the haunted <gasps> Yes, right. Tavern, well, especially right? because I'm now playing the ghost uh, <laughs> oh. in, in a murder mystery show that we are doing, oh that gosh. we did in the tavern before, you know, everything got shut down by the pandemic. Sort of a Scooby-Doo parody of a of a of a murder mystery where the ghost dies and comes back, and I play both the ghost cool. and the <laughs> and you find out it's old man Withers all along. Actually, no, it's a, it's a real estate person because you know they always are that way. Oh my gosh, boy, you have put quite the footprint on this city, you and your husband. So, how do these restaurant hippies selling New Orleans food mm-hmm. end up opening? Esther's Follies. Well, we got lucky because a guy that did uh, pool tables had this space that he wanted to do on 6th Street that was in the middle of the block where I am right now. And it was, uh, he just said, well, you do the business and I'll do the pool tables. And we said, okay, great. So we we put a little bit of money into a beer license and uh, and he put all these pool tables in there and then we put a stage in the windows and then we said, well, maybe we'll just move those pool tables out and we'll just put more people in. And it just got to be a big thing. People walked down the alley, really dark and dank-looking alley, mm-hmm. to get into our backyard area. And that was kind of fanciful and had a lot of great art and stuff in it. And then into the theater, which was... What location are we talking about, original? It's 515 East 6th Street. Oh, it, where it is now. <laughs> We're no? 525 East okay, 6th very Street. Close. We're on the corner. Very close. Yeah, it's okay. right in the middle of the block. And now it's... It's uh, It's always been on 6th Street, though. Yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we went up to the... We got the... After we went 515, then we went to 501, and then we... Our 515 burned down. We went all the way up to the Ritz, where we had just rented the Ritz, and we were going to put oh, punk yeah. bands in there. So we did. We did punk bands. And on the weekends, Esther's Follies. Yeah, now we're getting into the late 70s. That <laughs> yes. was the, the punk scene, which yeah. there was a punk scene. Major there. punk scene. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I don't think Austin gets the credit it deserves. Oh, for its I punk mean, scene. If, if anybody ever writes a good book about that, and it'll probably be done soon, the Ritz was definitely part of the it's scene. It's not like you know there's a book in the progress. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, I'd really like Is it Joe Nick? Is uh, he writing it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that the. The guy that wrote our book. Oh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse could do it very well. He could. He He was was one of those musicians. (laughs) Right. So so what was it like with this first, like, okay, we're going to do sketch comedy in Austin, and how did you collect the people and curate? It was totally lucky that we had that many different people that were all involved in some kind of comedy, but it wasn't, you know, more, we were more interested in being like your show of shows or SCTV or okay. one of those kind well, of things. Well, let me, uh, I hate to make comparisons, but what, what is the timing of SNL starting? This oh, is well, they were starting about the same about time. About the same, yeah, time, same time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but they came from, you know, their roots Tomorrow. in improv yeah, and yeah. with SCTV and with uh, all of the 
the groups like that. We never really had improv in our DNA. It's more we scripted. Yeah. Much yeah, more yeah, scripted, yeah. and I much prefer that, frankly. Yeah. But although we've had people in our cast that are great improvers, and anytime you have the street doing something, you have to be quick on your feet. <laughs> right. We, we should explain to people who haven't been there that it still faces out yes. onto 6th Street and that the passersby are part of the show. Yes, definitely. Very much so. Yes. I mean, the I think that was my husband Michael's idea was to put the stage up in the windows along with Doug Dyer, who was one of our people involved with our Now the Revolution group. You, know, you, you probably inspired uh, like the Today Show nah. to do it that way. <laughs> oh, right? I, mean, I doubt that. Because I remember the first time I went in the mid-80s and I'd, I'd never seen anything like that where... You know, it's interact and it interacts and goes out into the street, yeah. and and you know, it becomes the people on the street do become part of the show. Yes, some of them more than you would like them to, like <laughs> taking their clothes off. Oh, and, I you know, etc. <laughs> and not to mention, again, for those of you who are new to Austinite, us longtime Austinites know, but that's you're also on Dirty Six, <laughs> where, oh, where it can I get, that. and that's just the term that people use, but it, it can get rowdy, right? Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, it was more rowdy when it was the punks versus the preppy types. Right. That the was 80s. a I was real say, The 80s seemed to be more rowdy now. And people forget that crime rate was much higher in the oh, 80s yeah. than it is now. Oh, yeah. And people really? say to me now, oh, I'm afraid to go down to 6th Street. Are you kidding me? You know, it's nothing like it was 40 mm -hmm. years ago. No, not really. No, and I have, I have a daughter who's just turned 20. And I'm oh. like, I get it. I get 6th Street. Like, just... You just want to believe around midnight. Yes. Because it's after midnight yes. is when it gets a little saucy, <laughs> It's after 2.30 right? or so. <laughs> <laughs> right. When everybody's <laughs> spilling out into the streets. After right. That's, that's when it gets a little bit Yeah. Dicey. Now, we're lucky that Esther's is only two shows, 8 and 10. We get out of there by midnight, and we are long gone before anything nasty happens. Okay. Let's give people an idea of some of the types of comedy that you've done mm -hmm. over the years. And it's evolved, but it's always been very political yes we have always liked that element the politics and then the magic have all been a really big part of our show and the magic came from uh, ray anderson who joined us about mid-80s and we had had a juggler prior to that and oh, yeah. the juggler introduced ray to us and said you really i think you'd like this i think you'll you'll want to do this and and so he he came down and and he did his one trick that was sig in dress, a cigarette disappearing into a woman's dress and then not being able to be found. And, <laughs> but, you know, he was always interested in being funny with his uh, magic. And he did more close-up magic at the time. But since the mid-'80s, he has just grown and grown and grown as a, as a larger um, image-style magic. So he gets illusions made by all the big magic people that now know him. Mm. I'm going to say this. I've, I've said it in print many times, but I really can't figure out his jokes. <laughs> and it's not like they're way up on a Vegas stage. They're right in front of you, right. and I still can't figure out how he does it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and on that note, too, a lot of that, like, I remember going there, like I said, in the, in the mid-'80s. So I was, oh, my gosh, I was a teenager. A lot of the humor just... I did. I'd have to go look up afterward <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> because it is clever and political and a higher brow, you know, kind There's of There's also a low brow. Oh, so. pretty low brow, too, I'd well, have yeah. to say. <laughs> Tell us about uh, uh, the name. 
Oh, Esther's Follies. Yeah, that is another mistake that we always make name problems. <laughs> we named our girl singing group the Bland Screw Sisters. <laughs> I mean, tell me that's sure. not a stupid name, <laughs> you know, as a parody of Andrew's Sisters. But mm-hmm. And we were good singers, <laughs> decent, you know. But uh, the Esther's Follies, we decided that we would do, we did a, a, a bit it, when it was at Liberty Lunch because it was a very hot summer. And we did a, a water ballet on land where we spit water up into the air and then went down and did all kinds of synchronized swimming moves and then sang our song at the end of the of it. But uh, So we thought Esther Williams, who is a swim star, we would name it after her. And we always had a little diving Esther Williams diving into the street uh, as a, one of our images on the building. And we got a great artist, uh, Doug Jakes, who's a South Austin Jacques is how it's spelled, but it was the South Austin Jakes, <laughs> the way he pronounced it. And uh, he did this incredible mural all along one wall that was all the ocean floor and stuff. So we had a lot of water images. And so mm-hmm. Esters and then Follies being kind of a vaudeville sort of style, mix mash of, of mm-hmm. different kinds of comedy. So we wouldn't have to be stuck doing just one thing. I'm so glad you brought up that y'all did some an act at Liberty Lunch mm-hmm. because I, I have written that in the past and I thought, oh my God, were they never there? Oh, <laughs> we were absolutely. It was proto-esters at the time. Yeah. There was a bathtub in the backyard of our of Liberty Lunch and our actors would go and take baths and the lady who <laughs> owned the building where Lambert's was was so upset by that. She would call the police every single time. And uh, It wasn't Ms. Snyder, was it? It, it was the Snyder family. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. Was, I don't remember what her name was, but anyway, <laughs> she, she <laughs> was not happy with the hippies. I'm curious, had, had anyone who's come through as a player, an Esther's Follies player, mm-hmm. gone on to more national fame? A little bit, yeah. 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 We had one girl who was in Saturday Night Live for one season. It's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> But beyond that, really, no. Everybody's gone on to doing other things. Mm-hmm. We have quite a few cast members, old ex-cast members in Los Angeles and a few in New York. But mostly it's been not that much of a of a cachet to, uh, mm-hmm. to be from Esther's Follies. But people are starting to know about us. Oh. Now, not many cities have an Esther's Follies. No, no. no. What, what would you say your siblings are in the comedy world out there? Well, there have been some, there's some really good groups in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Brave New Workshop, I think is what they're called, that they've done a lot of good stuff. Of course, the people from The Groundlings. Is mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, The they're, Groundlings. They're improv related, mm-hmm. though, but they, they, a lot of our people have gone there and taken their classes and then yeah. gone on because that's really nothing but a, a good way to let People see you. What, what about Capital Steps? Is capital Steps, definitely. Yeah. And they're very political. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> so, in fact, their whole show is like our opening number. Our news medley is a is basically just their, their idea, which is a bunch of songs about topical things in the news, and just one right after the other. Well, they do their whole show that way. But they started mm. out as... as uh, People that worked in as interns <laughs> at the con- yeah. Congress, yeah. So they had all kinds of great people stopping in to be their uh, 
be their guest. What is your longest running sketch that she can? Think oh, of? probably mine. Yes. Patsy Klein. <laughs> Tell me how that started. <laughs> well, I didn't start it. It was actually started with a couple of other ladies in the cast, and they sang it just regular straight. The Patsy Klein song, I've Got These Little Things, She's Got You. And then we started pulling more things out of my dress. And uh, and so by the time we did the videotaping of it, I had a great lady who showed me how to cut the tines off of a saw so that I could pull a saw out. And then I pulled even bigger things out. So that was so just, just so the, that our listeners know, you're pulling out of your bodice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us some of the things you pull out besides uh, a saw, which is pretty saw, impressive. Yes, I've got a, what do you call it when you... On crutches, a crutch, three small golf clubs, a lot of Kleenex, a picture, a record. All in her bodice. Yes, it's all in there. (laughs) And people ask me, how in the world do you get it all in there? Well, you do it backwards. You put it, put in the things first that come out last. Uh Yeah, my dress is starting to fall apart right now. I need a new dress. <laughs> you know, for the sake of time, we're gonna we're gonna uh, break here, and then we'll come back with part two on the next episode. I'd like to get into more of your thoughts on the growth of Austin and the mm-hmm. time you've been here, the changes you've seen, mm-hmm. how you feel about it, how that incorporates into Esther's Follies, and we'll do that on part two. Sounds right. fun. This is uh, Shannon Sedwick of Esther's Follies, and make sure you tune in to next week to part two of Austin Fan. Happy trails.